0: I am an Israelite. Don't call me black no more. Is what Kung Fu Kenny, the alter ego of Grammy award-winning artist Kendrick Lamar says in his latest hit album, Damn. Beneath the coded language of his phonetic stylings are the teachings of theology. However, it's his choice of theology that's most interesting. Hebrew. Hebrew Israelite, to be honest. The movement is theologically diverse. Some follow the New Testament, others study only the Hebrew Bible. Israelites understand their spiritual practice, not as a religion, but as an ancestral way of life to which they are returning. While affinity for the Israelites is common in broader African American religious discourse, Hebrew Israelites identify as the literal genealogical descendants of the people mentioned in the Bible. The movement's emergence can be traced to the late 19th century when former slaves had their hopes of a more just United States dashed. Hebrew Israelites point to the chapters of Deuteronomy 28, in particular a passage that describes how the biblical Israelites will be sent back in ships to Egypt for their disobedience to God as a prophetic foretelling of the enslavement of African people in the Americas. Yet if we dig as deep as the mind of a wandering child, we can find that Kendrick Lamar has aligned himself with a group that emphatically states that they're not Africans. Oh, these aren't Moors. Not your Hotep indigenous to this land, brothers. No, these brothers and sisters claim that they are not black, not Africans. So maybe Wakanda, in this new place and space, has become their battleground for their ideology so when i hear a hebrew israelite will curate the african sound of marvel's the new black panther i have my skepticism so for this african superhero movie and its soundtrack i like to go ahead and take a line from kendrick lamar's second track king's dead miss me with that bullshit you a tourist I'm Benjamin Owakario nanawo You can find me on Instagram at at CousinBenji, the content curator for the sonicbreakdown.com and the Stay Woke podcast. And I'm here delivering another episode to you, episode four in our five-part series of the Woke Condon Report. And with me today is the CEO and producer of this wonderful podcast, D-Ray. So, D-Ray, let's get into it. We are talking about Kendrick Lamar, who is the content or the curator for the soundtrack for the Black Panther movie. So what are your thoughts on this?
1: Initially, I was optimistic about this pairing of Kendrick Lamar as the curator for the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, Just because I was basing that off of the fact that I've seen him work with different genres of music and really encompass and incorporate it very skillfully um, as he did with tipping a butterfly where he incorporated jazz and funk heavily in a hip-hop manner i thought that he did a very uh, well job and skilled job which won him a grammy yeah um, for it and i think that's one of his best works but then we came to the second single well on first on the first single i was giving it sort of a pass because i was like he's trying to incorporate um the masses into uh yeah. this world and it it's kind of like, on the a, first track yeah i thought it was like you know a feeder a feeder track saying you know uh yeah you know bring everybody in, and then I heard the second track and man I'm so disappointed. I'm You're not so...
0: feeling red light green light red light green light red light green light yellow.
1: There's there's maybe 16 bars within the entire piece that I feel is fitting of 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 being associated with the greatness of Black Panther and and the greatness that the Black Panther movie anticipated. And let's
0: also go with the greatness of Kendrick Lamar. Like what's As well, yeah. like he needs to go ahead. Uh, I think Kendrick Lamar is an amazing hip hop artist, uh, an amazing storyteller. However, that doesn't
1: make you a great producer. Though. Yeah,
0: that doesn't make you a great producer. And more importantly, you know, if you gonna go ahead and rap, and you gonna rap about the Black Panther, and you know, Kings, All Hell, Killmonger, like Killmonger is too great of a character for talking about red light, green light, yellow light. I was saying earlier, I'm like, what next does he want to do? Should you just go ahead and like, let's just go ahead and put Justin Bieber on here for some vocals. Let's go ahead and post up Post Malone uh, and and see what he's talking about. Miley Cyrus and the rest of the crew, because
1: Justin Bieber doing the hook.
0: yeah, Yeah, Justin Bieber doing the hook, because this album is clearly not curated with the standpoint of having a tie to African ancestry. And so as a result, maybe my thinking is for him being a Hebrew Israelite, he sees Wakanda as what would have existed if the said black Africans didn't sell the Hebrew Israelites into slavery and they were not cursed by visiting Africa in its deeper forms with it being the country of Ham. Um, for those aren't aren't too familiar with I don't want to get deeply into theological like history, but just the quick, dirty... Uh, crib notes version of it uh ham being the son of noah and the hamites being a group of people that are supposed to be cursed uh for showing the wickedness of their father's nakedness thus basically being black africans or or cursed people so as a result you can go on youtube and see some of the dribblings that some of these uh hebrew israelites talk about and my thing about it is i uh I have a history major. Uh I'm well versed and I'm one of those people that understands that there were indigenous black people in the Americas before Christopher Columbus got here before any slave ships got here. That you know, you look into doing research about the Taínos. Uh, when it comes to uh, some of the Caribbean nations and islands and in South Florida, and there were black Seminoles that were part of those tribes long before uh, they were ousted from Seminole nation by the $5 Indians that might go ahead and comprise what we consider to be the Native Americans that are part of the Seminole nation today. Nevertheless, there seems to be a groundswell of resentment and self-hate masked in a wrapping of afrocentricity with wanting to learn about one's past with regards to saying that you're not african and that you know african americans are not african and that you know none of these you know, feats and all of these great black people that we know as being African-Americans have ever come from or have any type of association with Africa. And it's just baffling uh, in a way. So that's just one of the things that initially bothered me when I knew that Kendrick Lamar was going to take over curating this album. But I gave it a chance, like we talked about. And just off the work alone, it just, it, it disappoints.
1: My, my question is, in regard to that sort of uh, detachment from African culture, what do you think would have been the solution to that for the soundtrack for this particular project?
0: Well, one, I mean, I hear more drums in a Dr. Dre beat than I'm hearing in the two tracks that Kendrick has out right now. I agree, too. I, like, I definitely I, like, agree like, with that. Yeah. Can we get just drums alone? So let's just start from a production standpoint of understanding that we're dealing with a mythos. Although, let's be clear. Wakanda is a fictional nation. Nevertheless, though, if you go onto Marvel's website and you start reading about the background and the creation of the country, there are two official languages— the first official language is Wakandan, which obviously is going to be a fictional language that exists for a fictional nation. The second official language is Yoruba, which is an ethnic group of one of the three major ethnic groups in Nigeria. Which, if you are any type of person that studies history and genealogy, a lot of the common practices that you see practiced today through things like Mardi Gras in New Orleans, the umbrellas, the music during funeral processions, learning about the thunder gods of Shango, Voodoo, which is short for Voodoon, those are all West African Yoruba practices. So, as a result, I'm like, just the lack of drums in production, is problematic, and then also, I'm just not, I'm expecting, I was expecting maybe, because I was like, okay, SZA, first track, that's cool, she's hot Um, right now in the industry, she put together amazing, like, 2017, 2018, let's keep the movement going, she's already done collaborations with TDE in the past, but track two out here, and I'm just like, where's Wale at? We, have, we, have we talked to him yet? With him, with him also, I believe, being somebody that is uh, Yoruba, being Nigerian. Where is Jadena at? I mean, like, he just had a whole... Like, I'm expecting to hear that type of flow that we got from the Bambi song yeah. on some of these tracks.
1: Well, One of the things I, wanna, I wanted to say, I wanted, two things I wanted to touch on is... Um, the first is, to me, the fact that Wakanda is a fictional place in Africa... Gives them the freedom, even if they didn't do the research and find out that, as you said, it's uh, based off of and ve- strongly tied to uh, Nigerian, um, yeah, culture, and, culture practices. and practices and idea ideology. Even if they didn't do that research, the fact that it's a, a fictional country in Africa that gives you freedom in itself, to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that you can, as 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 we talked about off here, about incorporating other cultures, other. The, Africa is a lo- it's a continent for a reason. Yeah. Like it's 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 a huge place that involves a lot of different cultures that you can incorporate, and that's one of the things that I was wishing that you would get on this album is incorporating the the vast diversity that Black culture, specifically African culture, can bring
0: you. Exactly
1: on this album, and so initially with that first single, I thought you know okay, that's bringing in the the African American culture and with Mm -hmm. a more accessible sound yeah and then i was hoping that they would get into more drum laden productions more african drums just drums in general you know um you know the soul
0: horns of like music like like high life music which you know started in ghana like a west african form of, of music uh that very you know and popularized those type of music that my father listened to that's probably mm-hmm. the type of music if you're thinking about it that uh t'chaka t'challa's father listened to yeah. like so there there could have been that that tie to the past and the main thing we've talked about in in previous episodes and also off air is this movie is more than being a movie it's a cultural statement this has the opportunity Along with movies uh, just last year, what we had with Get Out, which Mm -hmm. Get Out was like basically the new version for this era when it came to guess who's coming to dinner. Yeah. But told from a different perspective and standpoint that is so relevant.
1: Instead of a comedy.
0: Instead of a comedy.
1: From a a horror film or a... uh, yeah, more horror genre esque of, yeah. of, of the way that it was shot, the way that it was viewed, the way that it was directed.
0: Yeah, and um, like he um, even I, said, it's I, like a documentary.
1: Yeah, I Those never, sorts. I never, I never made that association of Guess Who's Coming in at Dinner, but it's very, it, it is, yeah, it is that story, but from told from a very different perspective.
0: Exactly, uh, um, modernized. I thought, yeah,
1: I think that's a that's a very interesting uh, comparison.
0: So when you have uh, that, and then it's like we had Roots which told us the story of everything that happened afterwards. We got brief glimpses of being able to see Kunta Kente and his father and his village and his people in harmony and going through his rites of passage. And then boom, we're just right on the way where, it becomes very hard for a lot of people in the diaspora to want to go ahead and watch Roots is to see the pain and the sufferings. The reason why many people have, you know, they, they love and they admire Lupita Nyong. I have many friends that love watching, you know, everything that she does on social media and, and the voiceover work and stuff she's done. But they've never once watched her performance that won her the Oscar in 12 years as a slave. They never watched it. It was too hard to be able to go ahead and once again have to go through the psychological trauma that exists with having to go ahead and see slavery. So, boom, now we have Black Panther.
1: I want to just add on to that real quick, if I can. Um, Yeah. Literally... Last weekend, I had a conversation with uh, um, some people that we're gonna that we interviewed for a podcast coming shortly. I won't drop who that is. You just gotta stay tuned. But um, uh, we went to dinner afterwards, and all of us were sitting in the group. And that was one of the things that came up. And we were talking about Black Panther, you know, talking about the, the podcast and the previous episodes. And then uh, we were talking about Lupita Nguyen. And uh, I say there's four of us at the table. I was the only one that seen Twelve Years a Slave. And that's the same sentiment that you were just talking about is the reason why the rest of the people at the table said they haven't seen it. They're like, Oh, I seen Rosewood, I seen Roots, I know, I know, I know about it, and I can't take myself
0: to be there again. Exactly. And so So, that just
1: adds to what you were just talking about. It's like and and that's still recent. We just talked about it, like literally maybe a week ago.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's the trauma. Mm -hmm. And so when you now have the Black Panther where you're starting at a point, Granted, it's a fictional nation, but it's rooted in, it literally has like an area that's surrounded by reality. It's supposed to be bordering Uganda, Kenya, it is the East African nation that's here. It is the glimpse into a hopeful past that could have existed for a brighter future with it being a nation that has never once been taken over by colonial rule, ever been invaded and now so you have this nation, you have this ability to go ahead and link, so when it comes to the music and it comes to the soundtrack, many folks don't know this, but African American culture, you know, there's this whole prevalence that exists between African Americans and Africans not getting along with each other, but for as much, you know, African prints and dashikis and Culture that is just like resurfacing right now in America from a hip hop perspective. At the same time, when it comes to on the continent, especially in West Africa and countries like Ghana and Nigeria and Senegal, you have such a love of hip hop, hip hop culture from America fused with their own culture, creating Afrobeat and Afro pop and all these different types of sounds. But you have, in a way, so many members of the youth in the countries on the continent of africa that have disassociated themselves with the ancestral nature of their culture and moved towards a more western modernized version which is not fully european it's even now being influenced by african americans here in the united states of america so with this movie by being able to incorporate the sounds of Some of these African artists, you would have been able to go ahead and resonate that pride back with inside of these younger members that exist on the continent and also be able to teach their cousins and brothers and sisters on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean what it is to go ahead and have a unique and genuine African sound. And you do that by putting your ego to the side and you incorporate folks that know what they're doing. And here it just seems like there was a little too much nepotism going on with it. Like, it's a slam dunk. Ryan Coogler, you can't question the brother. He knows what the hell he's doing. He's been able to go ahead and comprise the Star-studded cast. And he's been able to do all these things. But I don't know if incorporating your buddy, Kung Fu Kenny, was the best thing to do. In a way, it's only kicked the can down the road so to speak with regards to being able to create a real robust sound that also could have moved the culture in a different direction. In my opinion,
1: I definitely agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I, I, I did have an optimistic approach prior to the release of the second single. Um, as I stated prior, uh, but one of the things I do want to touch on is there's very few people that I think that would have the tactful approach that it would have took in order to create the sound of an album that I think you can get African-Americans, which is the, what's pushing American culture and has been for a while, but now is officially being recognized as doing so as well as satisfying. And I don't want to say appeasing, but having that attentive care to respect and, and to, uh, curate an album that would also incorporate those African sounds yeah I think there's very 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 few people that can do it I don't think Kendrick based on what I've seen so far I don't think he can and I don't think he will
0: like reach um, out to Jadenna damn it but but, but that, that, <laughs> that,
1: that I do think between I think I do think again um I think Jidenna, especially on his last two albums I think it was called the boomerang EP yeah and then uh, the chief thank you uh, yeah just popped in my head the chief. I think he showed on both of those albums how diverse he can be in the sounds and sounds of production, but for somebody that's not even deeply rooted in African music, I definitely heard the influences and the type of sounds because they weren't typical American hip-hop sounds that I was used to, so therefore that I knew that it was something different, I realized that it had to be, or I assumed, falsely or not, that they were African sounds. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that he approached it in a way that was accessible to those who weren't familiar with it. And so that's what I think the type of approach that will have to be taken to get the sound and the quality of album that you're talking about. And I think, as you brought up, I think if you had a mixture of Jidenna with his selection of production, mm-hmm. as well as his melodic approach, which is accessible to American, that's why Bambi is a hit. That's why um, Trampoline, they all have these these rhythms and, and vibes and, and melodies that we can even if you're not familiar with African culture, can still appreciate and and attain to, where Wale would give that hip-hop, more deeper hip-hop culture lyricism, and that would have balanced it out.
0: And the poetry, too. And the
1: poetry aspect of it, as well as he's a deep brother. So he's, I'm not saying that Kendrick isn't. They both are, but it's a different... Wale has a more poetic approach to his his the, his rhyming patterns and his rhyming schemes and, and the content in which he 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 spits so i think that approach mixed with like if they could have both been executive producers on this album they also would have also found talent that i don't think kendrick might be familiar
0: with yeah i, to I mean,
1: add I, new sounds and new production i mean i'll so
0: just, just be real you
1: converted me to your side is what i want to say is because uh i was on yeah. i had hope for kendrick but uh that has dissipated.
0: yeah i i'll just be real wale is like the brother that like reads and you know and wale is can be very problematic like it's a well-documented and stuff which is the way that you know his personality and and stuff but he's that brother where it's like one of the reasons why people have problems with him is you already know he's smart you know that he reads a lot of like you know information condenses it is gives thoughtful answers Now, his thoughts still as a thoughtful answer doesn't mean that it's thoughtful as in it's caring and kind, but it's thought provoking for him to be able to deliver it. And he's thought it
1: through. And he's thought it through. He is not just something you're just saying. He's he's thought it through. This is what he chose to go with. And he's fine with it. And there's a difference between just saying things that just come to your mind and not thinking it through. He's thought it through. And sometimes it still comes off as harsh, brash. Blunt, whatever you want to say
0: yeah like while on the flip side for me kendrick at times and his fan base come through like the 40 year old that finally read invisible man and like just starts like talking about hey son let me go ahead and drop some knowledge on you real quick i'm gonna hit you with these gems <laughs> like bro we i read that in eighth grade like what what were we talking about here like granted that that that's nice <laughs> like, i'm glad that you you learning the information and stuff too but it's like you now trying to go ahead and teach me from a perspective as if like you are the complete master. Like I mean, like coming in like it's show enough. Like who's the ma- maybe that's where the whole like kung fu Kenny comes from. It's like he slowly becomes show enough. Who's the master? And that's and that's the problem like that exists.
1: So so that, so then that, so that who's Bruce Leroy?
0: <laughs> oh man, Bruce Leroy is the African uh population the african-american population that wants to learn that's this you know unfortunately facing kung fu kenny and the hebrew masters of the shogun like they're constantly just getting hoteped out here you know just beat down having to go ahead and bow down and kiss the hotep adidas that's (laughs) unfortunately what's going on bruce leroy is us the consumer that was hoping for better
1: maybe there's still hope that we'll get some at the least at the least some more african sounding production
0: you know what what we probably will get because that's just one of these things where it's like you just keep you go on the negative and like by the time this like episode drops folks will be like aha they're gonna be all in the comment section just hating watch him go ahead and like bring like krs1 on here it's gonna be just like a tyler perry movie like back in like the early like mid mid 2000s and stuff you're like Whew, like, I don't know about this movie. This ain't really doing so well. Or if you remember Idlewild, you know, where all of a sudden they was rapping in the 1920s with uh, Outkast. And you're like, Ooh, this movie is drag gang. The only thing great about that movie was we first discovered who Paula Patton was. <laughs> um, but at the end of it, just like, you know, and I don't know if Idlewild did it first or Tyler Perry did it first, but they both discovered We can save a movie that we know black folks are going to come watch but will be disappointed by just randomly throwing Cicely Tyson in the movie out of nowhere and having her deliver a speech. (laughs) So maybe Kendrick will go ahead and save the album by bringing in the Cicely Tyson of hip-hop by, like, dropping KRS-One, like, somewhere just, like, out of nowhere. Like, KRS-One just going to show up. You're going to have a hot 16 inside. You know, maybe Rakim pops up, too, and Alls forgiven. You know, African Bambada just comes out of nowhere. I don't know. Well, now
1: they're not gonna do African Mbada after the uh, allegations that have been formed against him. They're, uh, yeah. yeah. they're gonna distance. They're going distance themselves from from that.
0: Yeah, it won't be no Bam so, or Mbada going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be a more likely krs one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: What did you think about the I'd say about sixteen bars before the red light green light?
0: Uh, re- repeat them for me here.
1: Fuck integrity, fuck your pedigree, fuck your feelings, fuck your culture, fuck your moral, fuck your family, fuck your tribe, fuck your land, fuck your children, fuck your wives. Who am I? Not your father, not your brother, not your reason, not your future, not your comfort, not your reverence, not your glory, not your heaven, not your angel, not your spirit, not your message, not your freedom, not your people, not your neighbor, not your baby, not your equal, not the title you want me under, all hell
0: Um, I think that's awesome. Um, and, and actually, listening to it, too, it's something that I'll I'll say also about Kendrick Lamar from when I go back and think about Keisha's song and, mm-hmm. and some of the other uh, tracks that he had, especially when he was coming up uh, from his mixtape days in Section 80. He's, to me, like a better storyteller slash poet then he is a like just rapping mc like rapper like i like i know and
1: that's interesting lupe and, said the same thing
0: and, and and it's because he has you know oh lord i'm agreeing with lupe uh, <laughs> and it's because he's able to modulate his voice to create a different flow at a time when flow was like lost so mm-hmm. people really enjoyed that um he has a great cadence a great energy on the track like you can't teach performance you know there's a, if you watch battle rap You know, and if you're a person that understands battle rap, haven't really watched, you watch Wild and Out, you know, and you've seen um, Hitman and then you've seen someone, you know, like Daylight. Daylight can rap like he can rap like in its metaphors and it's crazy and and this type of stuff all over the place. Hitman can perform. Mm -hmm. And he's a performer. He as he says, I can watch how I do this and I control the room. It's just like, ooh. Mm. And I feel Kendrick is a master at that. He he controls the space that he spits in. And those 16 right there, from a writing standpoint, it's not nothing to write home about. You know, it's nice, nice cadence of whatever here and there. Uh, word choice, word play, like is in there. But for the most part, you can feel the emotion Best. of what it is and what's being said
1: and that's what that's what I thought we would get more of after I heard the the first single like I said I threw that as a throwaway track Mm -hmm. I thought that that's what was gonna give me hope is that I thought that he would blend African sounds like he did on Two Butterfly take out jazz and funk insert African sounds specifically of course the African drums take out um the lyrics of about society of the storytelling about how he feels and how he is viewed in society and insert himself into the world of wakanda what it's like to be a citizen of wakanda telling a story of like that telling the story of what it's like to be t'challa telling the story of what it's like to be killamonger of those as we stated in the um part two uh of of the wakanda series of the diametrically opposed Philosophies of those two Yeah But I like it Because that's where Kendrick shines Is his storytelling ability As you mentioned so In I a way In a way That's, that's where what, they
0: missed out That's
1: what I thought That he was gonna go with mm-hmm. And that's why I had um, Optimism about the About him Because I was like If he can combine How he did about Like I said With the jazz influence Take that and put The African sounds Use his storytelling And incorporate himself Really into the world Of Wakanda Like I said From the citizens perspective From T'Challa's yeah. perspective From the Dora Milaje's perspective From Killamongers perspective from M'Baku's perspective from somebody coming in like maybe uh Winter Soldier's perspective like all those perspectives telling all those different stories over African sounding I thought to me that would be especially depending on the story you already have your range of emotions
0: yeah and it seems like you recreated the soundtrack which you guys have to listen probably my favorite episode in the series that we got a real treat for you i'm not going to give it away i'm just let you know it's kind of a little bit with uh what D-Ray is talking about, basically recreating things. So um, I, I think that's a, a brilliant way to go ahead and recreate the soundtrack. Because imagine having Rhapsody, as hot as she is right now, uh, spitting the Dora Milaje, oh, the Dora Milaje and having, breaking down sexism within inside of the hip hop community.
1: Having having Rhapsody and Young Ma from two different perspectives. Like you yeah. said, Rhapsody talking about the sexism and then Young Ma talking, coming from the perspective of a warrior.
0: Yeah. That'd be awesome. And and what I was just thinking about when you were talking about that, they have forever, you know, since uh, R. Kelly. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love his word. Mention his name (laughs) these days. Uh, But since Kells uh, tried to go ahead and... um, Do the Best of Both Worlds album, if we remember Mm -hmm. that, with Jay-Z, the first initial Best of Both Worlds, which they've they've tried in iterations, and people asked for a Drake and Kendrick Best of Both Worlds, and both of them were first coming up. And nowadays, like, Kendrick probably laughed, like, like, wanting to do something with Drake, like, (laughs) nope. But back then he was begging for one, but like now it's like, nope. Um, This album, in my opinion, would have been perfect. Doing what you were talking about, having, like, the other artists involved on some of these tracks, but it would have been really dope. To where they could have done a best of both worlds of having K.Dot and having Wale. Mm. Have ops and, and break down some of what has been talked about, which there was an excellent episode that was done here on the Stay Woke podcast. You should look into the archives on Africans versus African Americans. Uh, we might have to do a redux version of that here uh, going forward uh, for 2018. Uh, especially after what's going to maybe occur with just thought and discussion after this movie drops. But there would have been a great opportunity for just to be able to talk about that level of Africans versus African-Americans and the diaspora and trying to go ahead and come together with Wale being Nigerian, with K-Dot being a Hebrew Israelite, and like maybe him coming at Wale with things where it's just like, you know, hey – like, y'all soulless into slavery and talking about those things and Wale coming back, like, having, like, a faux pas type of, like, battle on the track, which would T'Tala be emblematic Killmonger. of T'Challa and Killmonger. Yeah. Like, you know.
1: That that, that would have been, yeah. There's that And that's that's what's so disappointing about this is that whole TDE, aspect.
0: give me a job. <laughs> but, hey, shoot. <laughs> how us We,
1: we could have we curated but that. We can you, curate can, it.
0: Give me a job, bro.
1: <laughs> hey, see, we got it right there, but um, that's what's so disappointing about it is that there were so many different avenues that they could have took, and it seems like the avenue that they that they took was like the only wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only wrong one you could have took is, is, is this one. but um. It was like but that again, Hansel
0: and Gretel path. Like, oh, we <coughs> could go this way. No, we can go this way. Like, you know, one of them Grimm's fairy tales. Like, you know, like Little Red Riding Hood. Like, oh, maybe I should go back, you know, home. No, let me just go ahead and walk through the deep, dark woods. Or, you know, Little Red Riding Hood. Like, let me just break into this home that I don't have. Let me use my white privilege <laughs> and go ahead and taste all the oatmeal. Like, that's just basically what happened.
1: And so, yeah, that's that's um again the disappointment in is that it could have been great um but there's still there is still some hope that maybe these are the two throwaway tracks <laughs> like, maybe they are maybe you there, know there, there, maybe there is two throwaway tracks cuz you know there's always two singles and those could be the two throwaway tracks um and everything else on here could be fire
0: i but mean everything all I have could to say be fire is, because track three usually is, like, used to be my favorite. I used to have a theory that track three was the most fire track, like, back on, like, you know, when music was on CDs. Like, track three was my track. But that
1: takes away from that hope is the fact that he had future. But, I mean, I can see the homage to 3-6 Mafia, but not not for, like, not for this album. Like No. Not not for this, like, for not, this Not album. for this soundtrack.
0: Like, if we're going to go ahead and redo... Like another like Spike Lee joint. Let's save it for that, buddy. You know, <laughs> like let, let let's go ahead and when he decides to go ahead and do do the right thing, like you know the new version. Let let's save it for that.
1: And I want to for, for me. I want to preface that I have no ills against J. Rock. I like J. Rock as a rapper. I like his album. Uh, it just I I thought his verse was good. I just didn't think it was. It just didn't fit for me, this album, or this soundtrack. That's all. Like, if this was on or just on his album, I'd be like, yeah, that's great.
0: It's been another great episode here on the Stay Woke podcast, a part of the sonicbreakdown.com. Had a pleasure of being able to go ahead and talk to the CEO and leader of production here when it comes to our podcast and website, D-Ray. Thanks for being here. He's our just music guru. So anything that goes on with hip hop, he's going to be able to talk about it. So had to bring him in on this episode to go ahead and talk all things, the Wakandan soundtrack. So for the Wakanda report, I want to go ahead and leave you with this. Fela Kuti, one of the greatest musicians of the world, is someone that has inspired music. Across all walks of life. He is akin to the Bob Marley of Africa, with talking about revolution, reparations, and most importantly, love. His son, Femi Kuti, has also tried to keep that legacy alive and is a Grammy Award winning artist. These are the type of individuals that should have been contacted in order to help Kendrick Lamar in the process of the curation of one of the most important movies in the history of the culture and what could have been one of the most important soundtracks in the history of the culture. I'll leave you with a poem from Haru. I was conceived in a land removed from this time zone. There was no BET, no MTV, no magazine named Ebony. This was the time before five-year-old children had cellular telephones. I was conceived in a land which is the historical opposite and nemesis of Rome. If the system is Goliath, then I shall be David's one stone. I looked at them and smiled, and the Atlantic Ocean said, I've seen you before. And we were resurrected once more because we stayed true and african to the core whether you be african-american african or just identify as black with inside the diaspora we all need to go ahead and make sure that we watch marvels the black panther to discuss and move forward this is cousin benji and i'm out